Section 30 of The Animal Storybook. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Lynn Jarrow. The Animal Storybook, edited by Andrew Lang. Theo and His Horses, Jane, Betsy, and Blanche, by Théophile Gautier from Menagerie Intime. After Theophile grew to be a man, he wrote a great many books, which are all delightful to read, and everybody bought them, and Theophile got rich, and thought he might give himself a little carriage with two horses to draw it. And first he fell in love with two dear little Shetland ponies, who were so shaggy and hairy, that they seemed all mane and tail, and whose eyes looked so affectionately at him that he felt as if he should like to bring them into the drawing-room instead of sending them to the stable. They were charming little creatures, not a bit shy, and they would come and poke their noses into Theophile's pockets in search for sugar, which was always there. Indeed, their only fault was that they were so very, very small, and that, after all, was not their fault. Still, they looked more suited to an English child of eight years old, or to Tom Thumb, than to a French gentleman of forty, not so thin as he once was. And as they all passed through the streets, everybody laughed and drew pictures of them, and declared that Theophile could easily have carried a pony on each arm and the carriage on his back. Now Theophile did not mind being laughed at, but still, he did not always want to be stared at all through the streets whenever he went out. So he sold his ponies, and began to look out for something nearer his own size. After a short search, he found two of a dapple-gray color, stout and strong, and as like each other as two peas, and he called them Jane and Betsy. But although to look at, no one could ever tell one from the other, their characters were totally different, as Jane was very bold and spirited, and Betsy was terribly lazy, while Jane did all the pulling. Betsy was quite contented to just run by her side without troubling herself in the least, and, as was only natural, Jane did not think this at all fair, and took a great dislike to Betsy, which Betsy heartily returned. At last matters became so bad that in their efforts to get at each other they half kicked the stable to pieces and would even rear themselves upon their hind legs in order to bite each other's faces. Theophile did all he could to make them friends, but nothing was of any use, and at last he was forced to sell Betsy. The horse he found to replace her was a shade lighter in color, and therefore not quite so good a match. But luckily Jane took to her at once, and lost no time in doing the honors of the stable. Every day the affection between the two became greater. Jane would lay her head on Blanche's shoulder, 
she had been called blanche because of her fair skin and when they were turned out into the stable-yard after being rubbed down they played together like two kittens if one was taken out alone the other became sad and gloomy till the well-known tread of its friend's hoofs was heard from afar when it would give a joyful neigh which was instantly answered never once was it necessary for the coachman to complain of any difficulty in harnessing them they walked themselves into their proper places and behaved in all ways as if they were well brought up and ready to be friendly with everybody they had all kinds of pretty little ways and if they thought there was a chance of getting bread or sugar or melon rind which they both loved they would make themselves as caressing as a dog jane is surrounded by imaginary ghosts and monsters blanche telling ghost stories to jane in the stable nobody who has lived much with animals can doubt that they talk together in a language that man is too stupid to understand or if anyone had doubted it they would soon have been convinced of the fact by the conduct of jane and blanche when in harness when jane first made blanche's acquaintance she was afraid of nothing but after they had been together a few months her character gradually changed and she had sudden panics and nervous fits which puzzled her master greatly the reason of this was that blanche who was very timid and easily frightened passed most of the night in telling jane ghost stories till poor jane learnt to tremble at every sound often when they were driving in the lonely alleys of the bois de boulogne after dark blanche would come to a dead stop or shy to one side as if a ghost which no one else could see stood before her she breathed loudly trembled all over with fear and broke out into a cold perspiration no efforts of jane strong though she was could drag her along the only way to move her was for the coachman to dismount and to lead her with his hand over her eyes for a few steps till the vision seemed to have melted into air in the end these terrors affected jane just as if blanche on reaching the stable had told her some terrible story of what she had seen and even her master had been known to confess that when driving by moonlight down some dark road where the trees cast strange shadows blanche would suddenly come to a dead halt and begin to tremble he did not half like it himself with this one drawback never were animals so charming to drive if theophile held the reins it was really only for the look of the thing and not in the least because it was necessary the smallest click of the tongue was enough to direct them to quicken them to make them go to the right or to the left or even to stop them they were so clever that in a very short time they had learned all their master's habits and knew his daily haunts as well as he did himself they would go of their own accord to the newspaper office to the printing office to the publishers 
to the Bois de Boulogne, to certain houses where he dined on certain days in the week, so very punctually that it was quite provoking. And if it ever happened that Théophile spent longer than usual at any particular place, they never failed to call his attention by loud neighs, or by pawing the ground, sounds of which he quite well knew the meaning. But alas, the time came when a revolution broke out in Paris. People had no time to buy books or to read them. They were far too busy in building barricades across the streets, or in tearing up the paving stones, to throw at each other. The newspaper in which Théophile wrote, and which paid him enough money to keep his horses, did not appear any more. And sad though he was at parting, the poor man thought he was lucky to find someone to buy horses, carriage, and harness for a fourth part of their worth. Tears stood in his eyes as they were led away to their new stable, but he never forgot them, and they never forgot him. Sometimes, as he sat writing at his table, he would hear from afar a light, quick step, and then a sudden stop under the windows, and their old master would look up and sigh and say to himself, Poor Jane, poor Blanche, I hope they are happy. End of chapter 30 Recording by Lynn Jarrow